There is no eternal life for the sinner that refuses to repent from their sin. There is no eternal reward for those that despise and reject God. There is no immortality for those that rebel against the Lord and choose for Satan and the desires of this world. So we always need to keep in mind the end throughout whatever circumstances, through the good and bad times, especially when facing adversity. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and his truth with the world. We'll be talking today about hope in the Lord. Satan and this world would have us believe that this is all there is, that there is no heaven and no hell, and that we should just live for the here and now because this is as good as it will ever get. But praise God Almighty that this is not the case. There is an eternal hope through the Lord Jesus Christ thanks to his sacrifice on the cross. But we must not only believe in this hope, but live our lives God's way so that we can be found worthy to attain that eternal hope that God has for those that love him. Today's message is inspired on Isaiah chapter 51, verses 1 to 8. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I praise you, I worship you. Blessing and honor and glory be to you, O God. Lord God, there is no one like you, and no one can do the things that you do, Lord God. Thank you for your love, for your grace. Thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, O Lord, because we can have eternity through him. Heavenly Father, I pray, Holy God, that you please forgive my sins. Lord God, I trust in your mercy and only in your grace. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, O Lord, that you help us, O God, to understand through and through that there is a hope, there is an eternal life through you. Heavenly Father, help us, O Lord God, to live for that life. Help us, O Lord, Heavenly Father, to look beyond the here and now and to understand that this will all pass away one day, but you will remain forever. And that if we remain, Lord God, and abide in your faith, that we will also live forever. To you be all the honor and the glory and the praise forever and ever. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Today's key passage is in Isaiah chapter 51, verses 1 to 8. This is the word of the Lord. Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Look to Abraham your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Listen to me, my people, and give ear to me, O my nation. For law will proceed from me, and I will make justice rest as a light of the peoples. My righteousness is near, my salvation has gone forth. And my arms will judge the peoples. The coastlands will wait upon me. And on my arm they will trust. Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look on the earth beneath. For the heavens will vanish away like smoke. The earth will grow old like a garment. And those who dwell in it will die in like manner. But my salvation will be forever. And my righteousness will not be abolished. Listen to me, you who know righteousness 
you people in whose heart is my law, do not fear the reproach of men, nor be afraid of their insults, for the moth will eat them up like a garment, and the worm will eat them like wool. But my righteousness will be forever, and my salvation from generation to generation. There will come a time when this world will end and everything in it. And no matter how much people think that they can make it better, or no matter how much they think that by doing away with God that they will live without any consequences for their sins, no one will escape God's judgment. There are those that see, for instance, space travel as the answer to man's problems in this world, as the only salvation to our species. And they want to travel to different planets to create settlements, to colonize other worlds, just like the movies. But the reality is that no matter what people do or think, they cannot escape God, they cannot escape His final judgment, nor their imminent end. No matter what anyone tries to do, each person will die, and every single person will go through a final judgment, just as it is written, and it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So what are we supposed to do? What can we do? Are we just supposed to do what society gives us as an answer to pretend that there is no God and to just do everything we can now because that's all there is and that's all there will ever be? Should we follow the temporary and superficial hope that this world gives us, that all we have are these very short years here and now? So make the best of them because there is no heaven or hell, just the here and now? I would have to say based on the word of God, Absolutely not. We should not do whatever we want because this world is all that exists. Quite the contrary. It is in our best interest to seek after God and to do His will because this is not all that there is. This is only the tip of the iceberg, if you will. This world is nothing more than a place for decision for God to see if we are ready and worthy for what He has in store or not. To see how much we really desire what He has to offer. The Bible explains the following in Joel chapter 3. Put in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, go down, for the winepress is full. The vats overflow, for their wickedness is great. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The purpose of this world is to test people individually, to see if we will either decide for the Lord and for what He has in store for eternity, or if we will decide to give in to the influence of Satan and this temporary world. God has actually allowed for all of this to be what it is at the moment, so that choice can be possible, so people can see the entire spectrum, and ultimately, so there is no excuse when His time of judgment comes. God has allowed for sin to exist, so choice is possible. But he will put an end to sin and to everything and everyone that has subjected themselves to its power by their own free will. This is what the passage continues to say. The sun and the moon will grow dark and the stars will diminish their brightness. The Lord also will roar from Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. The heavens and the earth will shake, but the Lord will be a shelter for his people and the strength of the children of Israel. So you shall know that I am the Lord your God, dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. Then Jerusalem shall be holy, and no alien shall ever pass through her again. And it will come to pass in that day that mountains shall drip with new wine, 
the hills shall flow with milk, and all the brooks of Judah shall be flooded with water. A fountain shall flow from the house of the Lord and water the valley of Acacias. Egypt shall be a desolation and Edom a desolate wilderness because of violence against the people of Judah, for they have shed innocent blood in their land. But Judah shall abide forever and Jerusalem from generation to generation. There is a certain end that is coming and those that torment Judah, God's people, will be done away with. The righteous, the justified by the Lord, will abide forever. There will come a time when those that have put their complete trust in the Lord will be rewarded. Those of us that have decided that it is more than worthwhile to suffer for doing what is right during this temporary world than to give in to its lusts, desires, and pleasures. The Lord Jesus Christ taught us this, for it is written in Matthew chapter 5, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. These are God's promises to those that do not give in to evil, but rather look for the Lord, for those that look to remain faithful to him, despite the circumstances and challenges they might face. We have an eternal hope in God. Following God and doing his will has a definite purpose. It's not all for nothing. We don't go through hardship just because. That's why we cannot rebel or grow weary when we face difficulty for the Lord. We cannot question God as in challenging him or questioning his reasoning and authority. For instance, this was left written regarding what those that had served God before used to say, and many probably still think this today. In Malachi chapter 3, it says, Your words have been harsh against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken against you? You have said, it is useless to serve God. What profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked as mourners before the Lord of hosts? So now we call the proud blessed for those who do wickedness are raised up. They even tempt God and go free. Many so-called believers think that it is very burdensome to follow the Lord and that those that challenge him and do as they want live better, more fulfilling lives than those that follow God. But that is only an illusion. Yes, those that serve their own desires and interests and despise and reject God may seem to enjoy their lives more from a carnal perspective. But remember that this life is all they have if that's the way they choose to live it out. Everything may seem fine and great for them now, but their end is not going to be good. For it is also written about those that reflected on this certain reality. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. 
on the day that I make them my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. There is no eternal life for the sinner that refuses to repent from their sin. There is no eternal reward for those that despise and reject God. There is no immortality for those that rebel against the Lord and choose for Satan and the desires of this world. So we always need to keep in mind the end throughout whatever circumstances, through the good and bad times, especially when facing adversity. The word of God explains to us this reality in Psalm chapter one, where it says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. One of the prime examples we have in the Bible of someone living through extreme hardship is Job. Job lost practically everything, his family, his wealth and possessions, and even his health. Yet throughout all of that, through his most difficult times, he was able to understand even greater things. God spoke to him and helped him understand that he needed to grasp certain realities of God and who he was and is. And this enlightenment helped him to move forward and his faith to be that much stronger in the Lord. For it says, Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You asked, Who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me which I did not know. Listen, please, and let me speak. You said, I will question you, and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Through the Lord Jesus Christ, we have an immovable hope, an eternal life that only God can give. But of course, to those that put their complete faith and trust in him, to those that submit to his lordship and abide faithfully despite whatever circumstances and challenges may come their way. The Lord promised this, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We may have difficulty, pain, and even heartache, but we don't have to go through it alone. We have the Holy Spirit, but also we need to bear in mind that God is making our path straighter through that. He is molding and changing us, transforming our hearts and minds so that we can be ready for the coming age, so that we can have the abilities we need for the eternal purpose he has waiting for us. We can never be the gold and silver and precious stones we are meant to be unless we are purified through fiery trial and sanctification. Think about it this way. Before a surgeon doctor can perform surgery on another person, especially practice such things lawfully, a person needs first to complete proper schooling. They need to go to an accredited university and graduate, which includes much instruction and testing. They need to do an internship so they can gain real-world experience. 
They need to pass certain board exams to show that they possess the essential abilities and knowledge to be allowed to perform legally. Once they have completed all of that, then and only then can they practice their profession. The kingdom of God is similar, yet greater than this. The things that God has prepared for those that love him are far greater than the things of this world, and they are eternal. And also, we have the greatest hope with regards to eternity and the quality of life there, if you will. Revelations chapter 21 tells us this. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no more sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. And he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. So you see, nothing in this world can compare to what we will have in the coming age. No one here now can give us what the Lord intends to give us. The reward is too great to trade for the illusionary crumbs we are offered here and now. We should not sell ourselves for the passing pleasures and temporary delights of this world. A few moments of physical pleasure are no match to the eternal life, reward, and purpose we can have through the Lord Jesus Christ. But we need to put our complete faith and trust in Him. We need to overcome this world and all of the sin in it. And we can overcome if we surrender our lives wholeheartedly to the Lord, if we look to do His will, being empowered through the Holy Spirit and the light of the Word of God. I urge you, if you haven't done so yet, give your life to the Lord and start your eternal purpose now. And if you have given your life to the Lord and you are endeavoring to follow him, don't give up. Don't give in. Trust in the Lord and continue to push forward so that you can in fact attain those things that only God can give to those that love him. We have an eternal hope. Live accordingly. Living a godly life has its definite reward, just like doing what is wrong and evil before the Lord. Everything has consequences. Things don't happen in a vacuum. We cannot expect to do things and for there not to be corresponding consequences. Sooner or later, everything has its reward for good or for bad. The Word of God says this in Galatians, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. 
as followers of Jesus Christ, we are encouraged to not give up. We are encouraged to push forward, to not give in to sin and the ways of this world. The only way we will inherit the kingdom of God is by doing the Father's will. No one is saved by just saying that they believe in God, but rather by doing the will of God, by looking to fulfill the very purpose God created and made them for. Salvation has a definite purpose, to restore mankind back to the reason we were all made, which is to serve God, to do good works, to do things that glorify God, to help others as well as help ourselves. For it is written, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God is the only one that can give us eternal life through Jesus Christ, but we must be willing to forsake everything else and seek to overcome this world and everything in it. We must, through the power of the Holy Spirit, seek to love the Lord and to set our eyes on the prize. Just like Paul said, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. And he also said this, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And so, press forward toward God, toward Christ. Seek after the eternal hope that can only be found in Him. Don't give in to the world. Overcome the world through the Lord Jesus Christ so you can attain what God has for those that love Him. God's love can save you, but you must love God back so that you can truly be saved. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I praise You, I worship You, I exalt You. Thank You for Your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, O Lord, for the forgiveness of sins that we can have through him. And thank you, O Lord, because you made a way of salvation through him. We have the opportunity of eternal life through your son, Jesus Christ. Help us, O Lord God, Heavenly Father, to not be so focused on the here and now, to not let ourselves be dragged down by the things of this world, Help us not to be convinced by the ways of the world, but help us, O Lord, to understand that we need to remain and abide in you. We need to walk in you. We need to be led by the Spirit. We need to push forward, looking towards the prize, looking to eternal life, to eternal reward. Heavenly Father, help us to keep our eyes set on you, to keep our eyes set on Jesus Christ and to look to do your will in our lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's Word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. 
If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.